All right, here we are, another episode of Keo Conversations. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack these stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, Mark Metry is a Forbes featured speaker interviewing billionaires, New York Times bestselling authors, and world class human beings on his top 100 podcast, Humans 2.0. But at one point, he couldn't make direct eye contact with anyone and suffered from social anxiety, from health issues, and not living the life he was strategically designed to live. So you better believe we unpack everything that pulled him out of that situation and what keeps him going each day uh, moving forward. So enjoy this conversation. One last thing before we jump in, for those of you who have tried or are using Keo, our mental fitness and journaling app, we are running feedback sessions May 9th. It's a first come, first serve thing. 30 bucks for a 30 minute phone chat, really to help evolve the next version of the app. So a huge thanks for grabbing a spot. If you're interested, it really means the world and um, really allows us to take the app to the next level. So thank you so much. are you or what defines you yeah man i mean i think that's uh that's like the question of 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 all questions and you know i know for me like i began to ask myself that same question when i was like 18 19 years old um i had sort of hit like this really interesting period of my life that was sort of like a mix of rock bottom of me weighing over um, 200 pounds and not really knowing what to do in life, um, trying to escape the pain through, you know, various, um, you know, ways. Um, And at that time, you know, my darkest moment, like I remember one of the things that really began to shift my perspective was just asking myself that question. And what I have mm. realized, man, is this. You know, you said, you know, you said what what defines you? And it's like, I think a lot of the times, maybe not for everybody, but I know it was for me, we'll sort of, you know, cling on to a label or a sort of identity to either try to project something into the world because we feel a certain way or because of um, our history. And I know like for me, like I always thought of myself as a shy kid. And when I look back at that, um, like I remember people that were around me, like teachers and just different people in my life saying like, oh yeah, like, you know, Mark's a, Mark's a shy kid. And mm. I, I don't necessarily think that's like a bad word or anything, but I think that like if you don't have a formidable foundation for yourself, um, and I think not like at all times we don't necessarily have one, especially early on, you know, I think that you'll sort of like take anything, your mind will like grab onto that and it'll start, you know, thinking in that sort of certain lens in the world. Or it's like maybe you, uh, pick up like a sport and you become the certain person to be considered like, I don't know, like a, like a jock. So, you know, certain people view you this way. 
Um, it's like it's like this this quote that talks about how life, or no, not life, humans are like onions, and you know an onion has many layers, and it's like you know the outermost layer, generally speaking, is like a different color, but like when you go on the inside of the onion and the different layers, like all the way to where it's bulb, you know you've got different layers, different colors, and I think you know as humans, like we're trying to put up different forms of layers to protect us or at least our the fragile parts that we think about ourselves to sort of protect us from the world. And it's like, you know, so the way that you, you know, view yourself and, you know, whatever comes to mind when somebody says like, you know, who are you? Who am I? Like, that's a great uh, question that can really shift and can be really used as like a cognitive tool to, you know, sort of unlock different possibilities of different uh, potential paths and, you know, dimensions of your life. Um, and so honestly, man, like, I don't really know if I have an answer. I think the question is, you know, the answer itself. And I think, yeah, man, I mean, I love that. Sure. It's fantastic. So where, like, I totally resonate with what with what you're saying, especially just, you know, all the different labels and stuff that we we pick up along the way. It's it, it's totally what happens, right? And we don't even realize it. So for for you then, even even to ask yourself that question, like that is a that that is a big step, right? Like typically, at least what I see, mm. even myself, I mean, I've really only started asking myself that question going through this this journey that that we're doing with with Keo, really. Um, what, like, what was the catalyst for you that allowed you to even pick up a question like that and take some time to, to think about it versus kind of continuing down that autopilot? Yeah, man. Great question. And here's, here's how I'll answer it. And, um, you know, I've had you on my podcast. We, I think we, we did like a few of these before. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to this place with you. And it's like this, man, like when I look at, my life and I look at where I was maybe three years ago at my worst moment, there was, you know, a period of about like two to four weeks where, you know, I was suicidal and, um, I've never really felt that way before. And I've, mm. you know, speaking like of my life, like I, I always really suffered from social anxiety, but never really sort of with depression. And I had hit this um, depression season in my life and I was suicidal. And what I actually began to figure out is, you know, and, and hold on with me here, is the feeling that I was getting of being suicidal and wanting to kill myself, that is actually not such a terrible thing. It's actually a good thing. And obviously committing suicide is not a good thing. That's not what I'm saying. But the desire to end a version of yourself is in some cases the exact thing that you need to do. And it's like, you know, in our lives, like, you know, we're, we all have different strengths. We all have different weaknesses. We've all got, you know, things that we're really good at and things that are really, really troublesome for us. And it's just like, 
when you begin to realize that there is a completely different um, dimension or a different pathway of life that you could be living, you then begin to fall down like this hole of like, okay, how do I change the world, the life outside of me? And, you know, as I begin to move down that path, you really end up discovering that the way that you actually do that is by changing, you know, your insides, yourself first. Like, it's just simply like a universal law. And it's like, I'm not, like, it's not just about like, you know, thinking or anything like that. There's a lot of work that you need to do in sort of the outside world. But when it comes to the long-term sort of grand overview, the way to change life is to work from the inside out. And, you know, when somebody's suicidal, what they're really, the feeling that they really want to express is like they need to kill this certain version, this certain mode of ourselves. And like this goes back to um, like personality. And what I mean by that is, you know, so like for me, um, I, don't nece- I don't necessarily know if I was like born, quote unquote, as a shy kid. I had different um, health issues that enabled me to be uh, to have low energy. And when you have low energy, you don't really want to think or talk to people or anything like that. People start telling you you're a shy kid. And then all of a sudden, your brain starts to pick up these different things. And then you actually become a person that you're not. And as those mm-hmm. routines, as those habits, as those thoughts get formed – you know, as uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza says, you end up losing your free will from a, a previous outdated program that your brain has built to try to simplify your life, to try to keep your current operating system um, the same, the way that it goes forever. And it's like, if you once you under, begin to understand that, you begin to like lead down like, okay, it's actually all about changing the inside world and creating a different version of myself, a different version that is better in all the ways that I know I could be better, that, you know, gives a hundred percent effort that, you know, really, you know, drains the the towel, so to speak. Because, you know, version 1.0 is not you. And like for me, I began to realize that um, there were so many different things that I was doing in my life before I had conscious awareness that were keeping me at sort of like this human uh, version 1.0 level. And it yeah. was things like um, lying, not having uh, a code of or, or principles of uh, morals and values. Uh, it was, you know, not taking care of my health. It was a variety of different things. And it's just like, for me, when I started on my journey to be able to ask myself that, that question and go down that path, like, um, I just figured out, like, like there was just a ton of things that I was beginning to, like I said, become consciously aware of. And I either kind of like, I mean, it took a while, but it was sort of like this understanding of like, you know, live your life for the rest of your life, sort of in this mode of quiet desperation or just get out there and do what you actually know you should be doing. And it doesn't matter what, what, what your fears are or, you know, what people, other people say about you, 
So that's just yeah. what I began to do. And that's how I like just like created this philosophy of like different version. And um, like I said, like, you know, like three years ago, like I was a completely different person, you know, mentally, physically, uh, spiritually, like all the different facets. And it's just like um, it comes from uh, waking up uh, single mindedly every morning with this exact thought in mind. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, no, thanks for sharing that. It's, um, and, 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 and you continue to evolve, right? Like we're all evolving. Mm. It's, it's really interesting. But while you're describing that, it, it re- reminded me of actually a mutual guest. We both had uh, Jamie wheel from the um, mm. genome project. Um, and he left me with a prompt that was really powerful. And it was something like, you know, what, what are you pretending not to know? Oh, and then kind of link to that, like what in you, what in you has to die so that you can, you know, evolve to your next self. So, you know, it almost sounds like that's, mm. that's what you did, right? You, you found those things that had to be released, like get rid of those layers of that onion that just weren't serving you. Mm. And then now just knowing you personally and following you and, you know, the daily posts on, on LinkedIn and, and your <laughs> other platforms, it's just, Honestly, it's 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 full of awesome practices and mindsets that I can just see you like you you continually are building up what you shed off essentially. Mm. Mm. Dude, I love that man. You really have the the gears in my head working, and um, you know, man, like I'll tell you, like for me, I began to hit this really hard because, like, what I began to realize is that like as I was on my journey and as I was changing uh, things about myself and like, you know, I, I, I believe in life that the only thing that you can control is yourself. You know, you can't control other people. And I think it's about, you know, tackling the inside yourself first, but then also, you know, finding an arrangement um, that is also helping the world as well because it's it's not about you know one or the other it's about both and um you know what i sort of like began to um you know realize is that as i was moving through my journey and as people were seeing people that i knew in my life that were always there and then people that had sort of just come in recently that began to see me change and they began to see me improve and they began to see that I was doing this, 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 and that. And then eventually, man, what began to happen is like I had people that I was super, super close to in my life um, reach out to me and be like, dude, like, like the fact that you're doing this right now is, you know, has now made me do like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not taking credit for these things, but I've had conversations where people have like dropped out of medical school, not for like a bad reason, but just realizing that they were always told by their parents and their friends to be a doctor and they, didn't, they weren't even conscious of that. And mm-hmm. just through like the podcast and eventually talking to them, like they ended up switching. Like there's so many different ways that I have heard from people being somehow like inspired or triggered by what I did in my own life that then made that then made them um, do the same thing in their own life. And it's just been like a crazy, crazy thing, man. And it's like, 
you know, that's one of the big reasons uh, as to why I do this and I do this hard every day because I know like, dude, this is like right now, this, this is happening to me on like an hourly by hour basis now where somebody that either know or they were distant or they, they're somebody that they've never met me and I've like met a ton of these people at different events that I go to that like reached out to me like a year ago and they would like tell me about this thing or they'd reach out and say like, man, like, you know, this podcast episode when your guest said this and then, you know, we'll hop on a call and, you know, they'll tell me, you know, X, Y, and Z going on in their life and, you know, I'll sort of tell them like if, if that sort of experience that they had was similar to any experiences that I've had and like what I did in that situation. And like they'll get back to me months later or I'll meet them in real life, which has happened a lot where they'll say like, man, like, dude, when, when that happened, like that was a complete shift in my life. And it's like, that's why I go so hard. Like that's the number one thing that I'm trying to get, man, because it's just like, I go back and I think about like the 17, the 18 year old Mark that just had no idea that this other side of life was available. Like it just like that causes me to like, sort of like lose sleep just because I'm like, there's so many people out there that are not like this. And it's like, you know, I'm not trying to say that I have things nailed down or I know what I'm doing. Cause I don't like, I I honestly have no idea what's going on. Like I'm just trying to focus on the things that are in front of me. I screw up all the time. It's just something that happens so often. I've just learned not to judge myself and I'm just, I just keep getting after it every day, man. And it's like, what I've learned, man, is like, I've, um, I got on the internet really early and I, like as a kid, when I was 11, 12, 13, and growing up 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, like I was online a lot and I was launching so many different businesses. I was launching so many gaming, different websites right? from the gaming, from the yeah. app. Like I was making apps like, dude, what I began to learn is like, dude, I literally have lost count of all the different things that that I've done. And why? Because what I began to realize is like, you know, if you do a ton of different things and you're constantly failing, you know, eventually, you know, a couple or maybe even one of those things, you know, you sort of, it ends up being right in the world. You end up getting really successful. And it's like, dude, that's what happened with me. And I just like, I'm just a normal dude. I'm trying to get after it every day because it's like, once you see different things in life, once you experience different things in life, you can just never go back. Like when I was 15 years old, and I was making six figures from playing a, a video game, basically, like you just don't go back after that. And it just leads you to asking more and more questions and always trying to level up the playing field, always trying to upgrade. Because like to me, that's what Humans 2.0 is all about. It's not about reaching a, a specific accolade or getting a certain number in your bank account or getting a certain amount of users or reaching a level of happiness. It's all about what you are constantly doing every single moment of every single day. And that to me is what Humans 2.0 is all about. You're, you're never really like truly there, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you recognize that all of us have both the capacity to be human 1.0, the, the default setting, so to speak versus human 2.0. And it's like, we've all had those moments in our lives, even if we weren't conscious of it, or maybe it was some sort of like a peak life experience where you saw 
a different dimension of yourself when a certain thing happens. And it's like, that's what the game's all about. It's always about upgrading. It's always about moving up. It's not about, you know, what you did yesterday. Most of the times, it's just about what you can do today. And it's like this man, like, you know, we were just talking about Alex Benign in the third door. He has a great quote in there. And it's like, dude, we all have the same time as humans. You know, Bill Gates and Elon Musk, dude, they still get 24 hours a day. Same exact thing as you and I and every single person listening to this. And it's like, when you begin to think about that, time is and, 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 and resources, that is like the, the, like the design construction engineering layer of life. And if you have like a certain goal or if you if you're like just starting and you you're like all right I want to be a human 2.0 or I want to like like I don't like like I like you know what I mean it's like having the ability to say like okay I don't like any more what I'm experiencing in my own life and I know I could do better then I think it's just a matter of breaking down time those engineering design structures that life is made out of and just reverse engineer it. And it's like, okay, if you want to, you know, feel better about whatever it is, like break that down into something that you can do for like 30 minutes every single day. And you make that a priority and nothing else gets prioritized on top of that. And it's just like, that's the way to do it. Um, like I've been doing a lot of speaking and things and whatnot and people, typically a lot of shy people, a lot of, uh, maybe overly anxious people come up to me and they're like, dude, I've been trying to like work out and meditate and do this and that, but I'm like still anxious or I'm still like shy or, or whatever, or they're just not seeing the change that they were expecting. And it's just like, you know, you'll talk to them and they're, they're still not like, like really taking it seriously. Like, they're treating it as if this is sort of like a side hobby or something that mm. is just like something that they're like dabbling around with. But it's like, dude, th- like changing yourself is a very, very serious process. It takes work literally, like I said, in every single moment of every single day. And it depends on um, like how quote unquote like screwed up you are, even though we all have issues. Um, but I mean like you've just got to find the right steps, the right tools for you. And it's a process. Like you're not going to find it in an article or a podcast online. Like those can be great sparks. Those can be great um, motivations to push you in that right direction. But ultimately, like what I'm talking about, and I don't think that a ton of people are exactly like inspired about what I'm talking about, like living this certain life. But for me, I know that this is just the the right way because, I mean – I don't mean to sound, you know, overly confident or um, pedantic, but honestly, I'm just genuinely not interested and maybe even disgusted slash very, very makes me feel very uncomfortable when I don't live my life in this way, when I am not surrounded by people that are like prioritizing their mindset, like when I'm not waking up in the morning and doing all the things that I talk about when I'm not, you know, when I'm doing people like things that normal people do. And I think I'm a normal person, but like, I don't, I don't like binge watch Netflix. I don't eat a certain food because of 
somebody's having a party or something or like whatever that is throughout my entire life that has always made me like 180 degrees super super uncomfortable um, and so like, yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. even think you asked me a question. I've just been rolling and rolling. Yeah, up, no, and I host a podcast, dude. I could do this all day. <laughs> yeah, fair. No, no, this is good because like, I, I think it, it all circles right back to the beginning where, you know, you mentioned, you know, when you started your work in, in the gaming stuff, right? Like once you're, mm. once you're doing that and, and six figures are coming in, you figured out whatever that recipe was, like, you're not going you, you, you've had that taste, right? So it's like the same, I chalk it mm. up as, a, it's funny, it's funny that you started in, in the gaming world because it's like, you're almost now, um, I hate to use the word hacking because it's like overused, but you know, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I just won't then. But it's almost like you're now in the biggest game of all time, which is life. Mm. And, totally. And I think about that all the time, man. But I've never heard anybody else say that. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and which is really cool because it's, it's, I could see where all the, the passion and the drive, you know, where it all sparked. And it's like your journey evolved really just knowing you a little bit as well. Personally, like you're, you're doing, you know, kind of your life's work, who knows where things will go, but like right mm -hmm. now for sure, you can feel it, it's super pur purposeful stuff. Right. And mm. We should probably like we we we've mentioned a bit about the podcast, but like I think it is a, uh, and I'll 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 make sure that this is in the intro. But I think it is important to note, just to provide perspective, that you at one point were a person that had a hard time making eye contact with another human mm. and being in a in a room um, with others, and because we're kind of glazing over the fact that you you know you're doing a lot of speaking now. Uh, you've been super modest with the podcast, but the podcast is, you know, a top 100 uh, iTunes podcast, like got some serious guests on there, Seth Godin, Naveen Jane. I mean, the, like the list goes on. What you said you're up to what, 260 or something at this point? Yeah. Two, so 216. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's, that's huge. Right. And that's, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say it was only in three years. I think your whole journey has evolved, but I mean, really the, this part of it, um, you know, it's been the last few years, right. Where you've really, really focused on it. It's possible. It's, it's mm. it gives people hope. I think that maybe listening on the other side that struggled with the same thing. Mm. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, for me, like, um, like my whole, uh, like my personal growth journey for me, like when I look back and like the sort of like the time period, the sort of line in the sand, of like when this was initiated was like towards the end of like 2016, like middle of 2016. And I, I got the idea to start the podcast, the humans 2.0 podcast in like the middle of 2017. Okay. So it had been um, a little less than a year. And then it finally took me until August to launch the podcast and so like I was on this journey of like literally trying to create a different version of myself, like doing this stuff every day. And I was already obviously listening to podcasts at that point. But like I honestly just started my podcast as a learning tool for me. And I didn't start it to grow like my brand or, you know, to eventually be like some kind of a speaker. Like I'm sure that was down the road. But 
for me, the only reason why I started the podcast was I just wanted to learn from the best of the best people. And it's like, if you can have a conversation with somebody for like 45 an hour, like with somebody that knows what they're talking about, that is a quote unquote expert, that like is really just like a sort of top tier human that has probably gone through the same thing. And you begin to do that, you know, again and again and again. And then eventually, like, you know, your life starts to sort of change because of this. You start to get invited to events and then eventually, like, different sorts of, like, business collaborations and opportunities. And, um, I mean, dude, it's crazy. Like, Yeah, it's super gratifying. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, dude, like a, like a, like a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm not going to mention his name that I had always like looked up to. I had read his book and I did an interview with him. Dude, we literally, I'm not even joking. The interview was like an hour and 30 minutes long. Like, no, no. So the interview itself was an hour. And then we were just talking for like half an hour longer. And like a few months later, he ends up reaching out to me and he ends up telling me that um, it was several months later that he was in like a really dark time in his life. And mm. when I sort of gave him like the hour, a sort of like a podcast therapy session, yeah, he yeah. was like, dude, that made me so much more sort of connected to what I have going on. And then like while he was telling me that, he was also like, yo, I'm going to throw a, a summit with like a ton of people that are like very well out there. And so like he ended up interviewing me and I'm just like this, like, I'm just yeah. like this kid. Like, wait, what? Like I interviewed you because you're, you know, you're like this New York Times bestselling author. You, you know, you're doing X, Y, Z. And it's just like, that to me is like when things started to get crazy, man. And it's like the, really the way that I view it is like the podcast for me is just simply a vehicle. It's not a goal. I don't I don't even want to be known as like a podcaster, but I'm just simply using it as a tool to connect um, me with the right people, to systematically grow my own mindset, to begin to associate myself with people that are at the top of the top. And I mean, dude, it's just been like a crazy crazy ride, man. And here's the thing. I wish I could tell you that this sort of happened on accident. Um, literally in, in 2018, at the very beginning, so January 1st of 2018, I was doing the podcast for, I had been doing it for about three, four months and I wasn't really taking it seriously. But in January 1st, 2018, you know, I just kind of had a moment with myself and I just began to realize that like there's such a massive opportunity right now and I could sort of like feel it in my gut of podcasting. And I was like, you know, I took a look at who was also trying to do this like that was like me in a sort of similar way. And, you know, there's a ton of podcasts out there, but I began to realize that almost none of them are taking it seriously. And what I mean by that is like I would just look around and there would be a podcast that would upload like once every two weeks or every week or they would um, 
you know, do whatever it was, right? So like the podcast, like what whoever was was running it, whether it was a company or a person, they just weren't really doing it seriously. And the very small handful of people that were taking it seriously were winning big time. And yeah, so totally. I saw that at the very beginning of 2018. And I was like, huh, like maybe this is just sort of like an opportunity sign. And this happens to me a lot, man. Like when I look back at all the businesses, like all the different ventures that I've started, like some of them have come from just like stupid things, but some other ones have come from like literally me getting a, a feeling that is like a spidey sense of me feeling some kind of like opportunity coming. And it's like, sometimes it's not always easy, but I felt that. And like at the very beginning of that year, 2018, I just made a commitment, a commitment to myself to just like make sure that this happens. And like I started to step up my game. I started to put in more hours, more energy. Um, eventually, you know, I began to interview guests and every guest would like teach me something that would either upgrade like my mindset or my personal life or some kind of like a business or like a marketing thing that I could then implement. And I just like began to do that day after day and like eventually got to that point where it was like literally for the first eight months of 2018. Um, so I, I, so I take a cold shower every day. It's uh, it's really good for you. Very good for mental wellness. And what I would begin to do to pump myself up before I hop in this cold shower, because for anybody that's listening, that that takes cold showers or has taken one, it's like, it's freezing ice cold. Like you don't want to do it, especially in the morning. It doesn't matter so, how many times I'm, I'm on the same boat as you. It doesn't matter how many times you do it. You still <laughs> never want to get in there and do it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. So you have to find a way to sort of pump yourself up while also controlling your breathing. So the way that I pump myself is I would just like tell myself like the humans 2.0 podcast is going to be the world's number one podcast. And I would literally say that to myself every single morning right before that cold shower and then dude like it's like it still hasn't happened yet <laughs> humans 2.0 is not a number one podcast but i think it's just about like the aspiration or like the goal or the focus but dude that's what i did man and it's like i just began to take different parts and it's like that's why the podcast won it's not because of um you know luck or chance or you know, I happened to be here at the right time. I mean, I'm sure it was all of those things, but it was because I woke up and got after it. The same thing as like the whole version 1.0 to version 2.0. It's like, uh, like, and on that note, man, what I've realized is, and I tell this to people that are like, like just starting in the business world that are like, quote unquote, young entrepreneurs that are like 18, 19. I always tell them that the growth of your business or you know whatever it is in the outside world your venture is almost directly tied to the growth of yourself your personal growth and it's just like i begin to see like this feedback loop this parallel feedback loop between me mark betry and the humans 2.0 podcast hmm. and when that happened man it just like supercharged everything so it was like a very interesting relationship where I would put in a ton of work on the podcast and I would benefit from some way, whether it was action, discipline, um, whatever it was. And then also the benefits of the podcast, like my name being associated with all these other people's names that I interview, which 
gets you more press, which gets you more business and X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, I had that feedback loop and, um, yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Well, and it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, totally. And it's, I think, you know, something, a way I would describe you is just an, an incredibly authentic human. Um, and you can feel that in your messages, your work, your interviews, uh, your, your posts. And, and I think that's, flips right back into what you just shared. I mean, it's that, that link in your personal development and your, and your, and your business, like they go hand in hand or, you know, when they do, then you can feel it. Right. And then things just start showing up almost like, wow, how, you know, how is this happening? But it's happening because it's, you know, it's, it's not one cold shower that you took and said, this is (laughs) going to be the number one, you know, podcast. I wish several, right? Like that's, I think that's the difference that, um, and, and, you know, I, you're, you probably fall victim to this sometimes too. I know I do, but, um, as long as you're not, it's not the consistent, but you, know, you, you, sometimes you can go on, a lot of people probably go on trends of that, right? It's like, you know, for a couple of weeks, you're, you could use exercise as this, like in, in the new year or something, you know, for the first month you're, mm-hmm. you're on it, but it's the people that are on it all year long, right? Like, and that's where, doesn't matter pick whatever whatever you're working towards mm. um it's that consistency right and i think you shared something recently on linkedin just about discipline like it, it comes back to that discipline and that's the hard part right because <laughs> like you're getting we're all getting kicked in the face you know over and over with it's not all these glorious running these podcasts and all these these different businesses right um oh, man. so yeah it's just having that yeah, conviction dude. right <laughs> so I want to stick on the routine just because I, I do want to respect totally. your time and, and, and I'll, I'll start wrapping up a bit, but a lot of this, this podcast and, and our chats are around just some real tactical things people can do, um, to help with, I mean, there's physical fitness, but then obviously, as you know, we talk mm. a lot about mental fitness and you shared one of them, um, being the cold showers and, you know, the mm. affirmations. Um, do you have any other non-negotiables in your life? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> we could do another podcast just on that. But um, I mean, dude, what I'll tell you is this: there are some days where I have missed a cold shower. I don't remember the last time it happened, but it happens, and it's just like the reason why. You know, on the consistency note, the reason why I can't do anything else is because this is just who I am, and if I if somebody, speaking of non-negotiables, like if I don't get seven and a half to eight hours of sleep or if I'm not meditating or if I'm not going to the gym or if I'm not eating very, very healthy, I'm not myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're not yourself, you're not um, consistent sort of in being what you know first off, who you are, and then also what you should be doing. Like the biggest uh, link to action and behavior is your identity. And if you know you're not yourself, you're not going to do the things. And it's like, you know, I I interviewed um, New York Times bestselling author, James Clear of Atomic Habits. Mm. And he has this great quote. And it's, you know, every action or habit you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your identity. 
This is why habits are crucial. They cast repeated votes for being a type of person. And so it doesn't matter, again, the level of success you've achieved, whether that is true success like fulfillment or just money or whatever it is. If you do not have certain sort of quote-unquote non-negotiables or habits in your life, you're not yourself. And in my eyes, you're not going to be truly successful to the degree that you know how to be successful. And so, man, like for me, the thing that really started my entire journey when I look back at it was uh, food. Food is where it all started for me. And I say that because I used to be somebody that, um, first off, never really experimented or tried drugs or alcohol. I never really got into that. But my drug of choice was food. And when I was like 200 pounds, I began to seek sort of like physical growth because this was at a time in my life where I didn't know anything about mindset. I had literally never heard of that word. And so when I looked at the mirror, I could only see that there was just a physical problem of my weight. And what I've known now is like, dude, food, nutrition is the number one controllable factor that every single one of us has for our own mental health. And that sounds crazy to some people listening, I'm sure, but it is the number one or maybe number two factor, the controllable factor that we have for mental health, mental wellness. And like what I'm talking about is this, man. There are uh, bad fats out there, like industrial oils and chemicals. That's basically in most people's smart uh, junk food. Man, I almost said smart food. <laughs> <laughs> that have never been tested, tested before um, on human consumption. And they're basically used everywhere. Uh, on top of that, you know, the average person like wakes up in the morning, uh, drinks a glass of orange juice, eats, um, I don't know, like a chocolate chip muffin, eats a granola bar, eats, you know, for lunch they have like a sandwich, for dinner they'll have like, I don't know, whatever people eat. And it's like you look at the end of the day if you actually tracked it and you've already consumed over 200 grams of sugar. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Don't you know that sugar is actually one of the most harmful drugs on planet Earth? And it's in everything. And it's just like you then begin to sort of go down and understand that it's not actually about like, oh, if I eat too much of food, I'll gain weight. It's actually about realizing that food is just simply instructions, information for all of the cells at the rest of your body and mind. And it's like the same way. If you're filling up your car instead of gasoline, if you're filling it up with like, I don't know, Gatorade or Kool-Aid or mm -hmm. whatever that is, it's not going to run well. And it's like after interviewing so many people, I can honestly say with you know wholeheartedness, like, yeah, you should be sleeping well. You should be exercising. You should have deep relationships, close friendships, or family members that you have where you can talk to them about your issues and different things like that. But honestly, food is the number one controllable aspect 
in your life for lifelong, not only just longevity, but also mental wellness. Like I cannot tell you how many cases there are of depression and anxiety that could potentially be treated and even healed by a lifestyle that prioritizes nutrition or food. And dude, what I'm talking about on a day-to-day basis is like, it's just about doing whatever it takes, right? So it's like, if you're at the airport and you're like hungry and you end up like eating something that you know you shouldn't be eating and you just sort of tell yourself as an excuse like, oh, you know, there wasn't anything healthy to eat or I was tired or whatever. Like, dude, there's like, like the same way that you do one thing, it's how you do everything. And when you get to make that choice every single day with your mouth of what you eat and drink and what your, you know, how your hands prepare your food or whatever that is for you, that is a great step in um, calcifying that concept of consistency that we talked about. Like, dude, there's going to be moments where both you and I and everyone listening, where our willpower and our discipline are just simply not going to be there. It happens all the time, even to somebody um, like me, and I'm just a normal person. I don't know why I said it that way. But I mean, it happens. But the key is to understand that if you do have a day where maybe your discipline or your willpower is down, or maybe you don't have as much motivation, you've already done the sort of preliminary foundational steps of saying like, okay, we know that when you aren't, um, when your body is not craving uh, glucose and sugar all the time, you are less likely to have a craving or to have an urge to eat a specific food. And it's like, when you're doing that every day, like, like that's just, that's just where the pattern of consistency in your life ends up being built. And if you do that and the things that you normally do every single day, like every human has to eat or else they'll die, you then begin to see this exponential effect that impacts every single area of your life. And it's just like on a bigger note, like I think life is all about finding like the right buckets that you need to fill that are right for you and just working at those every day. And for some people, it might be meditation or writing things down or reading a book or talking to somebody or looking at your gut microbiome and making sure that you're eating right. Like that's that's really what it's all about, man. Totally. It's, it reminds me there's uh, Rich Roll and that's someone I, I, mm. I want to put on your list for you to interview. <laughs> um, I wish. He, he, uh, he interviewed someone, I can't remember the name, but basically the, the quote went like this and it was, it was just super simplistic, but it's like you're either, when you're eating, you're e- either fueling health or fueling disease, like flat out, go. right? And um, so I think like even for everyone listening and, and even myself personally and my family, we've all been on um pretty intensive nutrition um how how could i call it's not a cleanse but it's more of like i I call it as awakening um because Mm. just being more aware of of what we're putting in our body and we're we're primarily uh vegan um pretty much vegetarian um most of the time let's say and it's it's purely health related and it's just whether you whether you're signed up for that plan or, or something else, I think what what you're saying 
it's like just be conscious of what you're you're eating right like take that extra step to to think about um, whether you want to grab that quick snack at the airport or you know reach for the fruit or something right Mm. um so yeah so I, i appreciate you sharing that and it's and thankfully at least what i'm feeling is the education part is is going pretty strong these days and i feel like there's some hope to make some change there because uh, there's so much related to how we're eating, right? Like there's our health, there's the planet's health. Especially with mental health. Yeah, totally. It's, um, yeah, it's massive. So, yeah, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, my last question for you, Mr. Metri, is really to actually get your questions. Um, I know you provided some in the past, um, specifically related, related to social anxiety. So, encourage everyone to check that out. It's a pack in, in Keo. But these questions are really just, you know, three reflective prompts that you find yourself asking either on a frequent basis or during big life changing events. What, what would those be? Yeah. Um, the first question that you asked me are, uh, who am I? That's a big one. Another one is, um, what do I need to do today to become the person that I need to be tomorrow. Mm. That's a really big one. Um, another one is what am I sort of similar on the same Jamie wheel line of like, what am I trying to hide from myself? What have I, um, what have I lied about? What have I not been truthful to others or myself about? Um, And I think that those are just really good questions that I think are good sort of starters because they can lead you to a lot of other places. So Mark, I really appreciate you sharing those prompts. Um, Super impactful stuff. I really like the the whole concept of, you know, what am I trying to hide about myself? I think that's like, you know, we, we often just fall into autopilot, right? And ignore things like that. And it just keeps packing and packing and packing underneath the surface. And then all of a sudden we have to somehow dig that out. So if we can avoid it, I think this is a great prompt to uh, remind yourself of that. Right. Mm, Totally, man. And I think, you know, like just the way that I view the, the human condition is that, you know, we have an unlived life inside of us and, you know, we are walking around as amazing human beings an amazing organism, unlike any other, on this planet where, you know, you can die in any second, you could contract some kind of a disease, you know, you, you know, we're basically living in meat bags, but at the same time, (laughs) I love that. But at the same time, right. We have, we've got this amazing, beautifully brilliant, expansive, infinite consciousness. And it's like the, that world of our imagination is like constantly tied between, you know, the real world. Like we're living on this rock spinning (laughs) in the middle of space. And, you know, we just happen to be, you know, created through millions of years of evolution. And it's like the way that I view that is like you have constantly got to be doing the work on the outside and the inside to make that unlived life within you to make that gap in the real world smaller day by day by day. And it's like this, man, like in terms of that prompt, um, that's what it's all about. I think the nature of the entire game is, 
getting out of your own way. And it's like, if you just begin to open yourself up and be introspective, you really just begin to realize that a lot of the problems are just stories that we made up in our lives. Uh, If you talk to um, some people in sort of like the mental health sector in the more maybe like cutting edge, you know, that's what they're saying that what mental health problems are. It's like this disconnect between the outside and the inside of world. And I think any tools that we can come up with that, any technology, whether it's, you know, this app or, um, you know, transcendental meditation or um, maybe like a better version of social media, I think those are all going to be great stepping stones to, you know, sort of reveal us to ourselves. And when it comes to people that really need that kind of help, it's like, I think as a society, that's really what we should be focusing on. It's a, it's an area that I'm very passionate in for sure. Yeah, no, totally. Excuse me. And it's just, I mean, there are so many different tools available and resources. It's just a matter of obviously finding what works for you and, and making that commitment to start. Right. And then it's just a whole open, um, ecosystem to, to, to help support that decision, which is, which is really encouraging. Cause I, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, but I've noticed it's just really evolving. Um, mm. and it, it is exciting to see. So Mark, I mean, I want to respect your time. So the, the, really the last question I have for you, and it just relates to, you know, just putting aside everything you're working on, everything that's going on, mm. everything that's happened and whatever you're thinking about in the future. Um, you know, kind of right now, like what, what truly lights you up? What makes you smile each day? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a really interesting question. So, you know, man, like for me, I'm, I'm not motivated by uh, business money, even though I, I thoroughly enjoy all those things. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, necessarily motivated by uh, advancement, by achievement, by accolades, by, you know, getting featured or going on this podcast or speaking at this event. I think all those things are cool. But honestly, man, for me, the thing that lights me up is one thing, but sort of two things. The first part of it is like when I just look back on my life and I look at from when I was a kid all the way to, you know, what we talked about before, kind of when I was 18 years old, I had this real turning point in my life. And when I just look back at that and I think of like, dude, nobody, like nobody was telling me to change. Like nobody was telling me that I needed to change my mindset. These were things that emerged through sort of a natural chaotic order. And you know, the, the spot that I landed in today, you know, I guess that's, uh, that's the right spot, right? Because you're never really going to know the alternative. Mm. And so when I just look back at just the level of transformation that I have personally have had, that is what lights me up. And the second part of that is like, when I look at the person who I am today versus, you know, the kid who, I was, who was a 
The shy like, kid. <laughs> the shy kid. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 geek. Even though I don't think those are bad things, right? Like I don't have a yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. The kid who um, you know, would throw like a internal temper tantrum every time life didn't go his way. The kid that you know, got bullied. The kid who would go home and try to put his, you know, foot on the, you know, pedal to the metal and go all out to try to prove to the world. When I look at, you know, where I came from, where, you know, my my upbringing, you know, growing up on government housing and food stamps to, um, you know, like not going to prom to like doing <laughs> yeah, all these yeah. different things, man. And I think the the greatest part about it is not just like when I look at myself and like I see this, I think that's great. But I think the other part of that is when other people see it, when other people that were in my position, the people that were shy or are shy today, the people that do have severe social anxiety, the people that don't feel comfortable in their own skin, the people that may be obese, the people that, you know, may have been in all the similar scenarios and and characteristics as the person who I used to be. And then they take a look at what I just told you about this whole transformation piece. And they take a look at my podcast episodes. You see what I'm doing day by day on social media. And then that basically for the most part, right? Like I have a philosophy of, you know, human beings are mirrors, when somebody looks at you, they're not actually looking at you. They are looking at your own standard of greatness and then reflecting that based on their own lives. Like that's why some people get jealous or maybe even resentful when they have a friend that begins to change their life and become successful. And so I in that aspect, that is the thing that lights me up the most. The fact that I have a podcast that's listened to by millions of people. The fact that, you know, I have the privilege of speaking or interviewing this person or talking to this person. And then I get to hear people tell me things most of the time that are very, very personal to them and how they are sort of describing what I just described here. And that to me, man, is like really, really, really what what lights me up because, I mean, listen, man, like, my whole journey didn't start with this conclusion and the conclusion of changing and improving yourself. At first, mm-hmm. my thought was, oh my God, the world is so terrible. Look at this group. Look at this institution. Look at these people. They're doing X, Y, and Z. This is so bad about it. And it's like, instead of protesting or signing a petition, what I began to actually come to the realization of The only thing that you can control in the world is yourself. You can't control your mom. You can't control your kids. You can't control the government. You can't control these people or this group or this association or this organization. And it's like when you actually begin to work on yourself, the people that are closest in your life begin to see that and then begin to look at that mirror and be like, oh my God, this person did that that I've known for my entire life and they're just like me. Wait, I can do the same thing. And like that begins this slow butterfly cascading effect of each individual actually changing themselves and therefore changing the world, man. And it's like, that's why I do what I do, man. At first, my initial 
like thought was trying to control the things that I couldn't control. And I just began to realize I'm just running around in a circle here. But the moment when I actually began to um, align my actions with the thought that I just told you is when I really began to see not just my own life change, but like an infinite amount of people's lives change. Like, I don't know, you know, I'm sure you sort of get the same kind of feedback because of the sort of industry that we're in, man. But I mean, I don't think there's anything better than somebody coming up to you at an event after you've just spoken and they say like, hey, Mark, I've been listening to your podcast, you know, ever since the beginning of 2018. And they just like give you these very specific details and you're able, like the mirror works both ways and you're able to see yourself in them and on their journey. And it's just like, yeah. dude, that is that is what the game is all about for me. <laughs> It's it's so powerful, and it's like you know, something that we're starting to experience now, um, specifically with the app, which is kind of blowing our mind. Is we'll be in a coffee shop somewhere in Toronto, and some like we'll be wearing a Kyo shirt or something like that, and someone comes up, and be like, "Hey, I use the app. It's been really great. Like it's done this, this, and that." And there's something like we obviously have the analytics, right? We know like mm. the, the amount of people we're reaching, but like there's something about when someone comes up to you in person like that that makes it real in some capacity, right? And it's like, holy smokes, like this is some random person off the street of Toronto that, you know, is, is using something we've built. And same thing with the podcast, right? And that's what you're referring to. And it's, um, I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. It's, um, it's, it's a really nice feeling and it makes it, it makes it all worth it, right? So I can't thank you enough, Mark. Honestly, uh, I, I really want to acknowledge you for, you know, what you just shared for the whole conversation, but especially this last piece. I mean, I think it really sums up um, you as an individual and human on the, on this planet. And just want to acknowledge you for showing up each day. I mean, we, we were chatting before hitting record, like, you know, we're both having ups and downs <laughs> on, on a daily basis, right? So we're, we're all human as well and, and working through it. But I mean, you're always showing up, you're consistent, you're, you're there, uh, A, first for yourself, but then for so many people around this world. So I just want to send, send some props your way and a, a huge thanks from, from all of us listening. Thank you, dude. Thank you, dude. And I got to say the same thing uh, about you guys. I mean, it's just like, I think, you know, I think when you're online and you're doing this stuff, it's like, you know, you just see sort of two kinds of people, the ones who are sort of doing this as a hobby and, you know, they're in and they're out. And, you know, I'm not going to judge. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But then you kind of see the people who are the real deal, the people who show up again and 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 again. Because, you know, you yeah. you really do realize that, you know, life is a game and it's a game that's played in 24 hour sessions within like a major sort of like marathon of marathons. And it's just like you get up day after day and you're like, all right, can I, can I do this better? And then sometimes, you know, you think you've advanced so far. You think you're, you know, um, uh, intermediate in the specific area. And then, you know, you just get a, a sign or a reminder where you just totally bomb or you screw up or you just feel like a fish that's being hit 
day by day. And it's like, you know, man, those are all signs. And it's just like, I would rather face the full spectrum of pain and then also sort of fulfillment and peak experiences. Because if you had to choose like, you know, like if you were to remove all of the pain in life, it would be so boring. And it's just like, I think I've, for me, what reminded me when you just said that is like, I've just got to constantly remind myself how lucky I am to be able to play this game where, you know, there are people right now, as you and I are talking, that are in hospital beds that mm-hmm. are literally praying to God and are like, you know, they would give anything to to spend their last moments with like their family. But yet, you know, while we're talking, you know, our brain, our heart, our lungs are doing billions of things. We've got trillions of cells in our body that are conspiring in our favor to make our reality our reality. And it's just like, man, you've got to be grateful for that no matter, you know, how much stuff sucks around you right now. Because, you know, really, man, it's all about hope. It's all about knowing that tomorrow and the future is going to be better in a way that we just can't possibly imagine right now. Well, I can't think of a better way to end, Mark. I mean, (laughs) cheers to the miracle of life. And again, thanks. Thanks for your time, buddy. Woo!